The Gospel according to Matthew 14, 13-21 Jesus withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so that they may go into a village and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. On Monday, I went for a haircut to a salon. So before I could enter, they stopped me at the entrance. And a girl came up and she tested my temperature on the forehead. And she asked me a series of questions if anyone had been tested positive in my household or did anyone go for testing and are waiting for the results. And for the past five days, did I have any cough, cold, fever? So with series of questions, I gave series of no, no, no. So when all that is done, she asked me to sign and she said um, don't forget the date it is uh, 27 yes 727 and I said we may forget anything but not the year 2020 what a year it has been although we are just past seven months and entered into eighth month this year has gone as a year which is totally unscripted unplanned and uncertain. I'm not telling that we have not planned. Everyone has planned, scripted it so well with great plans for vacation, but everything turned upside down. I was reading about, the, about a lady who posted on Facebook saying she had that ardent desire, you know, to go to Hawaii and she has planned it for several years to go. And she couldn't go because she couldn't afford. But this year, she could afford to go for vacation to Hawaii. But things have changed because of this pandemic. Many people are still grappling with fear, uncertainty, emptiness. They're still not getting hold of this new normal, what we talk. There is emptiness. Human beings are hardwired 
to be connected, to meet in person, and that that's not happening anymore. So people are going into depression. Some people are grieving, spending time healing, taking self-care, and resting in many other different ways. When we are into that kind of mode of self-care, grieving, and healing, if someone would come to us, us and ask for any help or reach us for any need, how do we respond? Because in times like this, everyone needs their own place, their own isolation, quarantine. These are the words which keep popping up. It may be a big question, when we ourselves are going through a lot, how can we address to the needs of others? And Matthew's Gospel here, chapter 14, 13 to 21, Jesus throws a fresh breath to people who are struggling and asking questions even to how to meet the needs of other people. The way it starts is, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew himself from there, got into the boat and left to a deserted place, to a wilderness. What did he hear that made Jesus to leave from that place? He just heard from the disciples of John the Baptist that John the Baptist was beheaded by Herod. He was killed by Herod. John the Baptist is, is Jesus' cousin. He's a friend, mentor. In many ways, they're related and connected. And when he heard this, Jesus couldn't take that agony or that pain or that sorrow. He just leaves from that place because he wanted to spend, it, spend time alone, grieving, praying, looking unto God and getting that solace and comfort. And at this time, when people heard what has happened to John the Baptist, they followed on foot to reach to Jesus. When they heard, because they were looking for comfort, a word of encouragement and hope. Because John the Baptist, was, he was doing an active ministry and people trusted, and now he's been killed. And now they wanted to find some hope and encouragement, and they're coming to Jesus. Jesus himself is now in isolation. In, in, he, he needs that private space where he needs to spend time. But Jesus, seeing the crowd, he takes compassion on them. He takes compassion. Compassion is a strong word, biblically, especially in the Gospels. It is used at least 12 times. Compassion is moved through your inner parts. You are stilled from the abdomen you feel, that urge to help, attend to the need of the people. It's not just sympathy, because sympathy just stops at the moment. But here Jesus is going beyond He's, forget, he's not forgetting because he, he sees the need of the people is much greater because they need comfort at that time because when he saw them, he saw them as the sheep 
lost without a shepherd. There are many references where compassion comes up in the Gospels, but uh, I don't want to talk about that. It may take much of our time. But Jesus took compassion and he healed them. He had conversation with them. And he was talking and spending time with them. I'm saying this, Jesus, instead of grieving and spending time to himself, when there is need, he responded. He addressed to it and he spent time with the people. Compassion goes beyond sympathy. The wilderness is in the mind sometimes. He went to a deserted place, there's nothing, but still he was showing compassion to the people. When it was getting late, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Send them away. It is getting late so that they can go to the town and find some food. But Jesus says, Let them stay. Here the disciples are drowned with the fear of scarcity. They are not even coming and asking Jesus what we should do because the many people here and it is getting dark. Instead, they are giving a counsel to Jesus saying, send them away because they know if it gets late, they have to give them something to eat and they are in a deserted place and there is nothing they can really give. It's a fair enough uh, answer, I think, when Jesus says, what do you have? They say, there's nothing here. You, you just have to send them away. I see the failure of disciples to see Jesus there as a bread of life or what he can do there. They're forgetting that and immediately focusing on the literally, on the visible way whether they have or not there. Similarly, we have this Old Testament scholar, Walter Brueggemann, who wrote a, a book, an article on liturgy of abundance and scarce, a myth of scarcity. And Freuner also employs another concept there. The scarcity is sometimes a myth, especially when you go to the Old Testament context of Hebrews in, in Exodus, they are out from Egypt. When they were in Egypt, they had very tough and hard times. Their food, especially the food or whatever they receive in Egypt, is dependent on their productivity. So they always had that fear, that anxiety of fear, that the water or the food will be cut off from them. It is a mechanism of imperial control that is how it controls giving you natural resources or sustenance and then trying to control you. So the Egyptians, even though they were in the wilderness, there was abundance. God gave them manna. He provided water. Everything was there. But always they had this question, would God be sufficient to provide our needs here? Or is Pharaoh, Pharaoh correct in telling it is not enough? The problem with that human psyche or the subconsciousness here is the least memory of them is selective. 
the many things that has happened in Egypt, but they settled with that selective memory that they did not have anything. So even when you put them in the spot of abundance, still they're not letting go that attitude or that mind of experiencing the abundance. Here we see the same in the gospel here when disciples, they have Jesus here, but still they're drawn with that fear of insufficiency and scarcity and they're into this wilderness of the myth of scarcity. Abundance is there, they're not even seeing, they're just telling Jesus, send them away. And when Jesus is saying, what do we have? They're saying, we don't have anything, nothing here. And the disciples again say they have, they have figured that they, there's a boy who has, because this, par this miracle of feeding the 5,000 is in all four Gospels. So when they get uh, the five loaves and two fish, Jesus takes that. He blesses, breaks and distributes it. It is a strong overtones to Eucharistic way of doing blessing, breaking, and distributing. So Jesus blessed and gave, and people sat, ate, and they were fulfilled, or that emptiness is gone with that hope of encouragement, comfort, and that fulfillment. We see the people leaving that place, and there were 12 baskets of leftover. So Jesus Many people talk that this is a, of course it's the biggest miracle, feeding the 5,000 just men, leaving apart the women and children. The miracle sometimes we think it happens in big ways, but here it's just with the five loaves and two fish. Sometimes we forget to offer the bits and pieces, many a times even with the scratch we make things but we forget to offer to Jesus what we have. Even when we offer what we have to Jesus, God in Jesus, he is going to bless, redeem, and restore us. Miracles doesn't happen in a big way, but in a small ways, with small gifts, whatever God has put in our hands, if we are willing to offer and surrender to God in faith, we will be able to experience the miracles in a big way. So today as we meditate on this wilderness, actually I want my, my theme today is wilderness because sometimes when we have everything, still our mind is in wilderness. We live as if we are in a deserted place, as if we are in scarcity. When God has blessed us, given us to be in abundance. We forget, always we have that fear of insufficiency in our lives. So even in, at these times, when we are going through a lot, never forget that God has blessed us and gifted us with that gift of abundance. So when people reach to us, when they are in need, we should never send them away. The church is here to reach out to the needs of people showing them the bread of life. Otherwise, they'll be substituting themselves and feeding on other things. So church here is never to send people away, 
but to embrace and lead them in God's love and peace. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs>